2: What up my people, KJ Podcast, Tuesday afternoon in San Francisco, California, Jackson and Powell Streets is where this studio is located, right after the Broadway Tunnel, or before it, depending on where you are, right at the intersection of Chinatown, Knob Hill, and North Beach, a couple iconic neighborhoods in this amazing city, been an awesome year, giving you San Francisco 49ers analysis real quick. Shout out to Stefan Diggs. I covered that guy in high school. Good counsel high school, about 20 minutes outside of D.C. in Maryland. He was a superstar. They had so much talent. They were rolling over everyone in the WCAC, the Washington Catholic Athletic Conference. Damatha is in there. Um, Diggs ends up choosing Maryland over Florida, Ohio State, Urban Meyer wanted him so bad. He could have been a star anywhere else. It's been an awesome NFL career for where he was picked in the draft. I knew he was going to make an impact in the league. You saw him. It was like Rod Tidwell throwing his helmet off there. So cool for me to see a guy that I covered in high school now having a ton of success in the NFL. Shout out to Stefan Diggs. KJ Podcast. We do talk San Francisco 49ers here. I'm a local Football expert, depending on where I'm living right now, it's the 49ers. The main discussion for today's KJ podcast was not a planned one. Reuben Foster arrested Friday night in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, home of the Crimson Tide. He's charged with second-degree possession of marijuana, the mug shots, everything right there on the county website. This is going to have a tremendous impact on Reuben Foster John Lynch, this 49ers roster, and even the NFL in general. Let's start right there with the league policy. Ruben Foster has likely been using marijuana to deal with pain last season. He was nicked up nearly every game he went out with something. He's one of the most violent players already in the league the way he hits. He's not going to get to use marijuana next season. Under the NFL's drug policy, It's likely Ruben Foster is headed for stage 2 if he's not already there from his diluted drug test last year. You throw in now a marijuana arrest, he's going to be subject to unannounced testing. That could be several times a month. And then failing a stage 2 test leads to a possible four-game suspension. The 49ers are going to be asking their best player on defense to manage his pain in a completely different way, taking Toradol pills, that'll have side effects, that'll impact the way he's learning. The NFL has got to fix this hypocritical drug testing. It's forcing pain pills down the throats of people who don't want them. ABC News in 2016 surveyed 226 players about marijuana and painkillers. 41% preferred marijuana, 32% preferred painkillers, 27% said neither. The majority of your players want to use marijuana when they're throwing their bodies on the line. You do not have the right to regulate what these people are putting in their bodies. They're throwing everything on the line here. Dementia and crippling bone diseases and all this is down in their future. No doubt. If you play in the NFL for 10 years, you are going to be messed up later in your life. You cannot dictate what these players Put in their body to manage the pain. That's I understand steroid testing, I understand HGH testing, I understand all that stuff. But when it comes to marijuana here, and listen, why we can cause a noise about this and cause stink about this, especially in California, the NFLs listen. They have changed their domestic violence policy, they changed the extra point. Those are two radical different things, but Roger Goodell is open to listening. The more cases we have like this where Reuben Foster even possessed that marijuana in California, not Alabama, he wouldn't have been arrested. Reuben Foster is developing a history of poor decision making. So I'm not absolving him here. I just wanted to point out that first because his decision making, the medical worker at the combine having a blow up with her and being sent home then a diluted drug test. He's a very young father. A lot of pressure on him at 23 years old here to be delivering for a bunch of different people. He goes back home to Alabama. He gets in his comfort zone. He gets excited. He tries some things. We're not playing football. He's a young man. He's going to make mistakes. 49ers are going to have to live with this. This is going to make life a little bit more difficult. They're going to have to manage him a lot more closely. They're really going to have to stay on him about the marijuana. This can't be a hush-hush, let's not talk about it. It's Ruben, do you want to smoke? We can't have that. We've got to come up with alternative methods for you to feel okay. We don't want him to turn to alcohol either. We don't want him to turn to substances. This is a substance management now thing for John Lynch and the 49ers. Their best player is one of the most violent football players in the league. And they've got to figure out a way that he's comfortable and can stay on the football field because his well-being is number one. You don't want him to go down the wrong path here, but this is such a significant investment in the middle of the field. And all of a sudden, John Lynch is feeling a little bit of heat. His first pick, Solomon Thomas, very ordinary rookie year. He does that again in year two. There's no way you can say this guy is living up to the number three overall pick. You've got to be a difference maker. Now all of a sudden... Ruben Foster suspended four games or he's getting arrested again. You've literally got to be worrying about his every move off the field. John Lynch's job has got a lot more stressful. His two assets that he added to this team in the first round, are they going to be long-term building block star players for this team? Both are in question. And Ruben Foster wasn't two weeks ago. And now he is... I don't think it's Josh Gordon. I don't think it's going to be anything like that. It could be. We're laughing at this a year or two from now. One little blip on the radar. It got him to really correct things. But no doubt they are going to have to manage Reuben Foster in that building. He's going to receive special treatment to make sure that they're keeping him out of trouble. I don't know if that's hanging out with a certain set of teammates or John Lynch having dinner with him. Several nights during the season, even off season, I don't they're they're gonna have to come up with a separate Ruben Foster plan. Kyle Shanahan has seen a lot of this before he's seen Johnny he's seen Josh Gordon up close uh he dealt with Mike McDaniel's substance abuse issues and assistant coach who came out and, and said he was dealing with that and he turned his life around. Kyle has seen both things here he's seen. People go down the wrong path and people get to the right path. I trust Kyle and John Lynch. Just a lot of it's going to be out of their control. Reuben Foster is going to have to grow up. He's going to have to say, do I want to be one of the best linebackers in the league? I'm literally not going to be able to use marijuana at all until 2019. Because back to that drug testing, normal players will get tested in OTAs and they have a good sense for whether it'll be April or May or June. They get tested once For recreational drugs like marijuana And then they're pretty good Then they can smoke during the season Then they can use marijuana Have to be smart about it Can't be a blatant pothead But you can regularly smoke marijuana And play in the NFL No doubt that's obviously going on Some of the best players are using marijuana To cope with pain So can Ruben Foster get through this season Without marijuana Get back down to the threshold Where he's out of stage 2 and the unannounced testing is done, and he's just submitting one test. If you can get there, if you can create that, and say, hey, then we can go back to the marijuana, we can find alternative methods for you in the meantime. Oof, this is a dicey situation that is one puff of smoke away from being a four-game suspension and becoming a huge issue for the 49ers and the rest of the league saying, ha, 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 we passed on Ruben, fool's gold, it's close to that. It's on a teeter-totter. You don't know what's going to happen and that's what's scary about Ruben Foster. We're all obsessed with him. Everyone got Savage 56 jerseys for Christmas. His personality is great. He can make good decisions too. He can be a leader on this football team, but thinking Alabama, he let his guard down. He's a young man. He made a mistake. It's not costly yet, but the next one's going to be. So that's the thing. People are saying it's no big deal. It's marijuana. Well, I agree, but in the NFL's world right now, it is, hopefully we can get it to change, but another mistake in the NFL's world of backwards drug policy, this is gonna heavily impact the football team. Back to that ABC poll for a second. Have you ever had a teammate who you think became an addict because of NFL painkiller abuse? 42% said yes. Nearly half the league has seen someone become addicted to these painkillers. This issue, as I said, goes all over the place. You can paint it many different directions. Ruben Foster made mistakes here, but I'm saying the NFL is making the bigger mistake. Forcing painkillers down the mouths of athletes is affecting them long term and is affecting our country as a whole. This is a countrywide issue that we've got to get off of op- opioids. Minimize those, not ramp those up. Reuben Foster could be taking four or five pills a day next year during the season because of this marijuana arrest. It's a shame that this happened. Second degree possession too, which is probably him saying it wasn't mine. I didn't even know it was in here. Essentially pleaded the fifth there was saying, you're traveling with marijuana. It's going to be your fault. But um, this, it's just such a shame here. The whole incident that it happened, that the NFL has rules like this. Let's hope when the new CBA comes up in the next couple seasons this isn't going to be a main issue but the players have got to argue for it. If there is a lockout or a strike it'll be dangled as a carrot either way to get them back. There should be no drug testing for marijuana. There should be none. Zero. You are allowed to smoke it at all times. If teams feel like it's becoming an issue they can have their own drug test for a player that feels like is abusing pot. But there's going to be less pot abuse than there is painkiller abuse. Look at every study. It's not addictive. You can get off of it. Side effects are very minimal, especially if you're ingesting it through oral or topical creams. Hey, this issue near and dear to my heart. My dad, an alcoholic, I wish that we would have gotten him medical marijuana beforehand. He passed away because of alcoholism when I think he was just chasing a high or a buzz. It really wasn't the alcohol. He just really needed to escape life. And marijuana would have kept him on this planet. So it does get a little personal for me here. When people try and prevent people from smoking marijuana. Because it is harmless. It does give you a little bit of a high. Enough to escape life. But you're not jeopardizing your long-term health as much as with painkillers. Reuben Foster... Man, man, oh man, he's going to be a topic of conversation, for better or for worse. He's a fan favorite already, but he's going to keep us on the edge of our seat because, dude, you better get it together. I think he can. This makes me address the draft, the roster. Does this make Roquan Swift more of a play at 9 or 10? I don't think so, to be honest. You have so much else to figure out on the field that I really think you can find an inside linebacker, not to his quality but almost, and if you think you can hit on pass rusher and corner I think locking that part of the field down is way more essential listen, Reuben Foster was essentially playing Mike and Will in the run game, he was covering up for Brock Coyle so much, he was covering the ground of two players, you have a luxury item there, what if you found a luxury pass Russia, a luxury shutdown corner. You have too many other needs. Roquan Smith, great. If everyone you love is off the board, he's top on your board, and you like him more than the receivers, then go with Roquan Smith. I don't think this makes him more of a need now with Reuben Foster. You're going to plan on Reuben Foster being here long-term. Now, he might not be. You have to have a contingency plan two or three years from now if it's not going in the right direction. But immediate future... I think it screams and signals a little panicky if you go Roquan Smith there. You run defense, the middle of the field is already shoring up. It's not that big of a need, and I think he's going to be a star. I don't think he's as good as Ruben Foster, though. I think Roquan Smith's a nice little pairing to have, but unnecessary. I wouldn't hate the pick. Like I was really against the Solomon Thomas pick when it happened. I was like, I really don't see this panning out. I could see Roquan Smith panning out, but... I don't know. I'm not hitting the panic button about Reuben Foster yet where we need to also draft that position too. That's, that's getting a little too reactionary. That's being a prisoner of the moment. You're caught in a little scenario there. I think Ruben's going to end up being fine. A couple of other 49ers nuggets to get to. Ken Norton is here for one week as linebackers coach and then takes a promotion to Seattle. their defensive coordinator. A lot of people think that's very underwhelming of Pete Carroll. Norton struggled with the Raiders. It was perceived as a good linebacking coach hire by the 49ers, not so much as the coordinator. So I don't see a huge loss there. I am hearing that D'Amico Ryans has been discussed as possibly getting an elevation from the quality control. There's been other teams around the league interested in him. He's still under contract with that quality control. So he's not Ken Norton because he doesn't have the coaching experience, but putting more on a young coach's plate, I don't think that's a bad idea for the 49ers to start grooming him in potential scenarios where Salah's out a couple years from now, whether that's... You never know. You, you want to start grooming young coaches on the defensive side of the ball, too. And you have Jeff Halfley as a defensive backs coach. Jeff Scanina as your D-line. I don't know how Ryan's was day in, day out. I saw him in training camp. He looked like a damn good coach. He's obviously not far removed from the league. Players respect that a lot. It's all about his teaching style, though. Can you get up in front of a classroom and keep it likable, keep it learnable, um keep everyone engaged. That's tougher for a lot of former players, and they realize I'm hearing D'Amico Ryans could be getting a promotion they've they really just extended that Ken Norton thing just to add more veteran minds in that room, so maybe they'll keep Ryan's at quality control, but that's not a bad idea to start flirting with a promotion with him and start grooming another young coach. Other news, I mean, the PFWA all-rookie team came out and only Reuben Foster was on it. No Solomon Thomas, no Akilah Witherspoon, no George Kittle, no Trent Taylor. Adrian Colbert didn't play enough. So what I want to say here is that I love this 49ers rookie class too, but I think a bunch of people on Twitter are getting a little carried away that this class is saviors going to lead this team to the NFC Championship game next year. This is a good rookie class, but the Saints had four players on there. A couple other teams had two players on the list. 49ers just have one in Ruben Foster. I don't see the star power out of the 2017 class. I see solid contributors, way many more than other teams are getting, which is great. But you've got to think in terms of building blocks here, the 49ers still need a young explosive weapon, whether that's tight end, running back, receiver. They need one, if not two of those. A young, really good offensive lineman. Maybe that's Joshua Garnett. A young pass rusher and a young corner. So those are all going to have to be developed. And this rookie class is good, but it's too early to judge him. I don't think Grand Slam yet, though. I mean, Juju Schuster-Smith, Cooper Cup, you have a ton of star power on this list. Obviously, Deshaun Watson, Miles Garrett... Marshawn Lattimore, you had a bunch of people really step up around the league as rookies. KJ Podcast, a little bit of a shorter episode this week. Had to get my thoughts out there on Reuben Foster, painkillers versus marijuana. It is not fair in the NFL to dictate which substance you put in your body for pain management. That's unethical. That's causing problems down the line. This is something if we speak up about. In the media, as fans, players and agents are already doing it. I'm trying to advocate for them. This isn't fair. Football gives us entertainment. It's giving me opportunities. I'd like to see players have the choice of how they want to use drugs. Painkillers are way more dangerous. As I've said, one person every hour is dying from the addiction. It's unfair, Ruben Foster should be able to smoke marijuana next season for pain. He won't be allowed to. It's going to have a dramatic impact on the 49ers. I think ultimately we'll end up being okay, but next season is going to be a little dicey. John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan are going to have to come together, form a plan for Ruben Foster, be involved in his personal life, have veteran players involved in his personal life. This is an issue that's become a 49ers issue, not just Ruben Foster. He's lovable. He's likable. He's made some poor decisions. A string of them. And he's one puff away from being suspended. So 49ers have got to take control of this. They will. KJ podcast, we've previewed offense, defense, free agency, Jimmy G's contract. Issues like this will bubble up. with will podcast. Again, I'm going to get more interviews. Excited for some announcements coming up, some projects I'm working on. It's been fun. Thank you for riding with the KJ podcast. Ruben Foster, if you listen to this, I believe in you, bro. Put down the weed for about a year and a half and I think then you will be able to get back to it or if not when the CBA is finally fixed. KJ Podcast, we're out.